All right, today's episode is all about codependency. All right, this is something that we've been wanting to talk about for quite a while. And being that we're in the middle of this series where we're talking about counseling, it felt appropriate. Well, a lot of people were writing in about it. It it was one of the bigger topics that was expressed was codependency. Yeah. And it's probably been augmented, you know, with the day and time that we're living in. We've just been... It's with true. each other all the time. And so perhaps some codependency habits have been beginning to form. This is the uh, 2020. I'm going to call it 2020 is the year <laughs> of the speed wobbles, right? Whatever was already wobbly in your relationship just got more amplified and way more wobbly. And if uh, if you're already prone to a codependency, which we'll define, if you're already prone to codependency, then it's probably been amplified. So we're going to tackle that as usual through a gospel lens. And uh, I think you'll enjoy it. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. kind of monumental we had our very first counseling session ever in our whole 17 years of marriage and four years dating i would say formal counseling formal session. yeah like there was a transaction before. yes yes there was a transaction <laughs> give me the money Paid the monies <laughs> no but i over, overall i would say it was a pretty good experience yeah, i walked yeah. away with some tools and some thoughts mm-hmm. um it's amazing how someone else speaking into your situation can be so clear and not know you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but they know humans. They know human behavior. So yeah, I was encouraged, and I'm, I don't. So I don't know what I was expecting, but it's kind of like I, having never gone through a formal formal session, counseling yeah. before. I was like, okay. We're going to come in and <laughs> she's just going to read our mail. Like she's going to look us in the eye and be able to like read our minds you basically. she's going to be like an oracle or something, right? And tell us the <laughs> secrets. No, I, I truly thought that. They'd have all these deep insights. And it, honestly, it was uh, it was kind of a looking behind the veil moment for me in the sense of, oh, you know what? They're just – the counselors are just people who are trained <laughs> with a set of tools and like diagnostic tools and treatment tools for – Mental health, mental mm-hmm. wellness. It's like you go to a doctor, right? The doctors not, can't just see through your body to know the bone's broken, right? right? They have a tool to look at, oh, this bone is broken, right. and here's a tool to fix the bone. And so in the same way, uh, the, she just has these processes that she's starting to walk us through. Which are very clarifying. Yes. And they're very illuminating for my heart and mind to yeah. just see that, yes, these are the things that I'm mulling around and can't bring words to. And I think she was surprised at our level of um, unity, I think, in talking about stuff. Yeah. Cause it, but at the same time, I'm sitting there like, what is she thinking? <laughs> yeah. Does she think I'm like, yeah, does she think that we're interrupting each other or we're not? Yeah. What is she reading and seeing that we're not? You what know? flaws is she picking out? Yeah. What are so, you writing down? <laughs> yeah. One of the things that she said that I think when we're actually starting to work through is um, uh, connecting our minds with our emotions, right? Because mm. a lot of times you'll feel something and you don't cognitively... Uh, and that's that's our word, not hers. But we don't uh, consciously, I'll say, stop and say, oh, I'm feeling these feelings. How mm. can I 
how can I deal with them in a healthy way as opposed to just reacting to those feelings. Mm-hmm. One of the things that she said that I felt like really resonated with, with you was that we have these bad feelings and then we have bad feelings about our bad feelings. <laughs> and so you beat yourself up because oh, I shouldn't be yelling at my kids because I'm angry. Well, I shouldn't be angry. So I now I'm a terrible person. I'm a perfect parent, first of all. So I'm think, theoretically, <laughs> I'm I mean, if, if ever, <laughs> right, right. if ever you raised You're your voice sweet. above a calm children, <laughs> children, <laughs> Please obey. Uh, Vipers and diapers. (laughs) They're vipers and diapers. Uh, Anyways. No, that was. It was was very helpful. Again, I'm super encouraged and I'm looking forward to our next session. And she kind of laid out the pathway of what we're going to be doing and gave us some tools already. And mm-hmm. it's been very encouraging and it's, yeah. there's, there's nothing major that we're dealing with between each other, but there's some things on the peripheral that we've, um, wanted to talk about with extended family about extended family and how to love and how that affects our marriage. And, um, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, just at being individuals dealing with individual things <laughs> as human yeah. beings. So, yeah. In case you're, in case you're wondering, okay, this is actually part three of a four part, uh, series yes. on counseling specifically. And so we're actually doing this. We've been meaning to do a thing on counseling for a while because we've never gone. We know we've wanted to go because mm-hmm. we've heard so many uh, testimonies of people who have been helped and how it helps men kind of break through different emotional issues and same with w- wives. And mm. um, anyway, we actually, so this is a unique uh, series in that we're actually partnered with uh, faithfulcounseling.com. Uh, we'll tell you more at the end of this, but if, if this is something that, that piques your interest, you can actually go to a monthly thing and you can go to faithfulcounseling.com slash FMP. That's for Fierce Marriage Podcast slash FMP, and that will give you 10% off your first month. But anyway, that, just know that that's uh, why we're tackling these topics is because mm-hmm. we've been wanting to do that for a while. There's just, there was this really unique kind of marriage of uh, having this this resource that we've been looking for in faithful counseling. So right. anyway. I love that. So I love just providing a, an actual tangible right. meets the need resource because it's we're not selling like a coffee cup, which I love coffee cups and I'm the first person Ugh. to buy them from anybody that I know that makes them. Selena comes home but, with coffee cups periodically and I look at her and say, okay, which one are you getting rid of now? <laughs> one in, one out, baby. Because <laughs> we have no room. So Who, what I family love, needs stop. 57 coffee stop? cups? That's not how many we have. So I... <laughs> I'm the first to say that I like, I don't, I don't, we're not selling something here. We are again, partnering with faithful counsel, faithful counseling.com because we see the, the huge need. And I'm just so grateful that we can provide yep. some sort of resource in that way. So yeah. and that's what we're using for our counseling. Personally. Yes. So <clears throat> did yeah. you want to talk about any, oh, I just want to remind everyone, uh, Make sure you leave a rating and a review uh, on this podcast if you can. After that, you listen to the whole episode. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. You know, Or do it do it midstream. It's your call. No, I don't think so. You hear that? When Selena <laughs> drops that truth bomb later, when she just drops the truth and you're Cause like, Because if you oh, only listen so to the first five minutes of something and then you try to rate it, I don't think that's very accurate. So. Well, people that listen probably have heard one or more episodes. So Hopefully. I don't know. Uh, go to iTunes, leave a rating and review. <laughs> um, we hope we've earned a good rating and review from you. If so, it helps others uh, get to know what they ex- they can expect uh, by giving us their their ears. So, um, yeah. Uh, with that, we're going to dive right in. Okay. So, what do you got for us? We're talking about codependency uh, versus interdependency. So there is, first of all, there is a healthy God designed level of dependency between a husband and wife. There's, there yeah. is this hmm. dependency that we should and can have with each other, the whole mm. leave cleave and unite kind of idea. 
Um, Interdependency. Interdependency, which we will define soon. But we wanted to kind of walk through some questions about that maybe Hmm. describe a codependent relationship just to help us get a better picture and idea of what that might look like. Um, We're also going to define some codependency even clearer and then walk through what biblical interdependency looks like and what that term even means. So you may be getting some ideas already about what it is and that's great. It's good. Smart people. Let's uh, talk about, let's ask some questions out there to you about how to know if you're in a codependent relationship or not. And you may hear us joke and it's never a joke at you. It's always a joke between us. And if we're joking, it's usually because there's a truth to it (laughs) that we don't, we're, we're exposing or not, you know? So he was reading through some of these questions and we were just laughing about how, Selena was being hilarious while I was trying to read these questions to her. Yes, because I was being sarcastic, but we just never want that to be put out on anybody. This is, yeah. So, first question. Are you unable to find satisfaction in your life outside of a specific person? I think in this marriage space, it would probably be namely your spouse. Or your kids. Okay, true. True that. In the family arena, I think a lot of, uh, especially if your marriage hasn't been healthy hmm. for a period of time. It's easy to hide behind kids Well, you tend, yeah, and you, find your identity. Uh, yeah. You tend to kind of uh, divest your interest in your spouse. It's a hard tide to fight. And you invest it into your kids <laughs> like you thought. Yeah, it's a they, hard tide to fight. This is not a salvageable thing right. with my spouse, so I'm just going to pour myself into my kids. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a, that would be codependency. Uh, next question. Do you well, recognize unhealthy behaviors in your partner, but stay with him or her in spite of them? Hmm. So a clear, I think a classic, I'll use a classic textbook example of this is like an alcoholic hmm. husband and his enabling wife, hmm. um, where you see the unhealthy behavior, uh, but you can't survive either dealing with that or, or leaving or, or hmm. not that you, we condone leaving a marriage over something like that. Uh, necessarily, it's a pastoral issue. So talk to your pastors about that. But the point we're trying to make is that you can't deal with it because you're so dependent on their approval. Yeah, you can't deal or with dependent the on them financially, or obviously mm-hmm. very emotionally. I think when we say leaving, we say that with the idea of reconciliation back. Yes, so yes, it's like you. a season yeah. of stepping away, having pastors walk through through these hard times with you and reconciliation is ultimately and always the goal. Um, the third question is, are you giving support to your partner at the cost of your own mental, emotional, and physical health? Hmm. Now that, yeah. What, I mean, what do you mean by that? I was going to ask you. (laughs) (laughs) So are you, I mean, if if you think about another, sorry, another version of addiction is drug addiction, right? Or even, uh, sex addiction, pornography addiction, or Mm -hmm. even sex addiction. Um, and what I mean by that is you've got kind of deviant sexual behaviors or, mm. uh, that are that are prevalent and repetitive in your life. Right. Um, and you're wanting that f- maybe that feeling of love and intimacy. So you're willing to compromise. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, with the drug addiction thing, it's it's a little bit different because you've got somebody who maybe is unable to work because right. they're they're addicted and they it's completely ruining their ability to function in society. So sure. now you are uh, propping them up somehow. So you're giving support at the cost of your own mental, emotional, physical health. Right. Um, the sex side is uh, there's a spiritual aspect of it where you know um, that that's a very deep kind of topic to cover. But if someone's addicted to pornography and you know it, yeah. and you're not you're not you're allowing them to continue whether or not you you don't have to approve of it but you can still 
in a way, give support by allowing Ignoring it to continue. It and yeah. It to continue, yeah. And that will definitely cause you some mental and emotional I want to bring up problems. a question here that maybe yeah. you can answer, because um, I think we've seen many couples deal with this, um, like a job or career, right? So someone in the relationship wants to pursue something that, in my opinion, might seem a little bit more whimsical and less like providing for your family. Okay. And so the other one is then forced to kind of carry the burden of financial, also parenting, mm. also emotional, because sure. one of them is, you know, following something that they can find somewhat of a fulfillment in. And so it, I come to you and say, Selena, I want to be a screenwriter. I'm going right. to write. I'm going to go to Starbucks well, and I'm, spend all day writing That's very scripts. gratuitous, but. I'm saying something that is, if it's emotionally like trapping your spouse, right? Sort of like, I'm going to do this. I want to do this. And the other one's just left kind of like, well, okay, I don't want our family to fall apart financially or emotionally. So, okay, I'm going to do this so that we can make all of this work so that you can be good. And then, Hmm. so there's just this, um, it's asymmetrical. Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, I feel like I've seen that more often than not in some things because it's a, a deep desire. If it's not providing, then I would then put it, or if it's not providing enough to justify its existence alone as a, as an activity, right? If you're doing an activity that doesn't bring income, it's not a, it's not a, a job. It's a, it's a hobby, mm. right? Or yeah. it's a volunteer yeah. thing. So yeah. I would put this in the same category as hobbies, right? If somebody, yeah. cause it, I think, yeah, it just creates this codependency is what I'm saying, I guess. Yes. And maybe that's a more true and statement. And I may be manipulatively, uh, control, you know, there might be some manipulation happening there because I'm saying, well, this is where I'm called to, this is what I'm called to do. Don't you, you're or it keeps me, me out of my, my anxiety and depression or oh, it keeps yeah. me out yeah. of these things. And it's like, okay, but what about like you're, it's, there's no other option, right? For the, the spouse that's on right. the other side so, of that. So my options now are to make it basically be responsible for your depression or right. enable this behavior. Right. So and that's, that is a manipulation tactic, but yes. it's kind of coupled with codependency. Yes. So we need to just step in and define clearly what yeah. codependency is. And we can also define interdependency if we want to define yeah. the terms, but then we're going to walk through codependency to get a clear picture about it. So, and our hope is I want to, yeah, our hope is that as you're listening to this, you'll get a clearer understanding of it and you can start to, um, recognize maybe harmful patterns in mm. your own life and marriage. And, and those will be, uh, we don't want you to feel hopeless in that. We want you to yeah. have a direction, a, a way to step forward in that, whether mm. that's talking to a, a biblical counselor, like we've talked about, or talking to your spouse, depending on the what you're dealing with. So mm. our hope is by going through codependency and then contrasting that with interdependency afterward, you would see kind of harmful habits, harmful uh, tendencies, mm. and then say, oh, there is a better biblical way hope there. Yeah. and a hopeful way. And, yeah. and then at the end, we'll give give even more of a, of a hope-filled pathway forward. Does right. that make sense? Yes. Okay. Let's Good do job. It. Go you. Definitions. So codependency, it is a mental health kind of designation for relationships where people use one another to kind of get their own emotional needs met, but it's mm. in a selfish and more destructive okay. manner. So that's in contrast to a marriage where you are, you do meet my emotional needs, but you're saying there's a selfishness and a destructiveness. Right. And it's not, in codependency. it is not really diagnosed. It's not, it says in our research, it's not a mental health diagnosis, but it's a symptom associated with psychological disorders. So 
So like talking. depression, like if I'm depressed, then yeah. codependency might be a symptom of it, it my depression be, absolutely. or anxiety yes. or name any disorder. Okay. Yes. And so interdependency is defined as the state of being mutually responsible mm. to others while sharing a common set of principles. So we will see this in scripture. We're going to lay this out a little bit more, but first we want to talk about codependency mm, okay. and what it looks like. It comes in a lot of different forms, but they all kind of stem from our selfish, like human nature and this, this taking, it mm. really is more of a taking rather than a giving. I mean, I think there is a giving, but it's a, it's a manipulative tactic. Sure. So, Codependent people are they're like parasite and host. They each use the other to get something for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been – I want to step back a little bit because it has been traditionally defined um, as yeah. there's chemical dependency or some sort of relationship with an abusive person right? Uh, through that dependency. Uh, but today it's more broadened. Right? Yeah. It's not necessarily just that or it's not necessarily just between a, a husband and a wife. It could be between – a friend in you yeah or even a, a mom or a father and their kids yes and so there's this unhealthy codependence that can develop there so uh so at the core of the relationship, like you were saying there's a focus on using the other person mm. and i yeah for the sake of the marriage and family kind of podcast we're going to kind of stick to the yeah the spouse and you know touch on possibly the kid area as i'm thinking well, of my so. i love my mom <laughs> I'm thinking of uh, how she will just give our daughters just sugar to no end. <laughs> and that to me embodies, should, right? <laughs> that embodies a codependent relationship because she wants to see them smile and love her <laughs> and they just want sugar. <laughs> Doesn't really matter how it comes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a bummer. Yes. No, they do. Your mom's so sweet to them. Yeah, sweet is the word. <laughs> <laughs> Pun intended, I suppose. There we go. Okay. I, I know, but a parasite and host, that sounds so like so Our harsh. kids are little parasites. <laughs> Your mom is host? Oh, my goodness. Uh, okay. okay. So they so each use each other to get something They use each other. And one of the patterns that you see in a codependent relationship is that God takes second place to the person. Mm. So codependents rely on each other for emotional needs i think that's kind of the first tier and then some physical needs um Hmm. rather than take care of themselves so we need each other i need you more emotionally than is healthy and what is it you know what does that look like what is because isn't it right like we talked about this isn't it right for a husband and woman to become one flesh and to i mean they say complete each other i've always kind of had a tilt my head i don't know scratch my head is that really a good phrase to identify marriage, yes and no right? that's because the thing is yes yes it's good and no it's bad at the same time it just depends on your heart orientation right saying like you complete me is uh, that a codependency way of saying it or is it, it is be. there yeah there's right yeah. there's this interdependency that's like well god did call us to leave cleave and unite so yes mm-hmm. <laughs> like you do Right. So, but again, I was feeling convicted as you're reading. Sorry. <laughs> okay. This uh, is a God takes second place to people. I remember when we just started dating, we were in high school. We were at a Christian camp. It was, I don't you remember. You were playing guitar. I no, thought that you was were later. So, okay. This is the reason I started playing worship because I wanted your attention, I think. That's good. You got it. And I was like, well, these other girls better not like him because I like him. There were no other girls. Uh, they were, they, they were the only girl lie. ever around. Um, <laughs> Everyone else were just beasties running around. 
<laughs> anyway, the point I'm trying to make is I remember watching you just and seeing, not just in worship, but in other aspects of life, you just loved God so much. And I remember thinking, she'll never love me more than she loves God. <laughs> I was so insecure. Codependency begins. Yes. And God is gracious. And he, he captured my heart. And actually, I started loving God more than. And then, and I, then I got the like, girl. I was like, who is this guy? He loves Jesus. <laughs> Almost uh, as much as I do. <laughs> <laughs> the saga continues. Just kidding. So, I love Jesus more. So that's what you said. They, they, they <laughs> lack a faith and trust in God. They care mm. for their needs. So it, it is, I mean, that is just the, the um, that is the state of the human heart in its yes. sinful fallen state is that we will do anything. Adam and Eve in the garden. It's like we will question mm. God at his mm. word will question him that he is sufficient and good and his and his his work is worthy of our complete worthy it's beyond like we're not worthy yes. for his of his work yes that is the, we are his work though so okay and so, take that back <laughs> okay but you hear what we're saying yes. we, there's nothing better than knowing and being known and loving and being loved by mm. the god of the universe there's nothing yes. better but but our sin nature will say there, it. there is something better are you sure there's not something are you better? sure are you sure he's not holding out on you? Yes. Like if you, if you just did what you wanted, you would see that God is not holding out yes. on you. Well, what happened in the garden was Eve said, oh, yeah, yeah. And then what happened? It was like complete bait and switch that not only did you lose out on what God had already blessed you with, mm. but now you it's not only you you cut off the blessing of God, you've actually brought on the curse right. of, of right. sin. Right. And I think there's a, there's wisdom in saying, okay, if I am valuing my spouse more than I'm valuing the God of the universe, mm. that's more than just a, 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 a pest yeah. flying around right. you at a picnic. Right. It is a, a poison in your heart mm. that needs to be surrendered to the God of the universe. And honestly, people, this is a, this is a call to repentance. If right. you're feeling that way, re- repent, well, believe, turn and turn to Christ. Only he can satisfy. Yes. And I, they did write about this, which I thought was so interesting that you're saying this because he says, it says, obviously people who avoid telling the truth in love have trouble recognizing their own sinful habits or need for repentance. Hmm. So it's like we avoid both avoid telling the truth. They in av- love. Yes. Because they're, Typically, they say that codependent people are attracted to each other, and then because they tell each other what they want to hear, mm-hmm. right, so that they both can feel okay. <laughs> Perfect this- example. <laughs> what? It's Ryan and and uh, and Kelly in the <laughs> office, <laughs> right? Yes. Just everybody looks at us like, oh, you're the worst relationship. Clearly unhealthy, and they just cannot stay away from each other. Right, right, and it's just <laughs> creating chaos in their lives, and they're just like, that's fine, like, it's fine. <laughs> Anyways, what does so- Kelly name their baby? What's what's no he it's not their baby oh, it's, it's his Drake. baby Drake <laughs> Ryan yeah it's, it's Ryan's baby oh my names. goodness you named your kid Drake <laughs> <laughs> obviously shouldn't say goodness but we don't say that here so um, other issues I think getting let's get some scripture kind of involved in this conversation so mm-hmm. related to codependency there are other issues fear of man being one of those um, and boundaries so Proverbs twenty nine twenty five taught talks about <laughs> says it doesn't talk about it definitely says the fear of man lays a snare but whoever trusts in the lord hmm. is safe okay um the uh so we we always want people to think highly of us right like that's kind of just a, human, a human desire desire yeah. many yeah. times it results in a lot of people pleasing behaviors uh for codependency codependent people there they they create a facade to kind of hide they're, I'm reading this thinking like, this is just me. I feel like 
like hmm. because we hide right we 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 have this facade that we create and we can hide behind it on social media we can hide our flaws our flawed selves and it just weirds out like actual human a- interaction hmm. if all we do is kind of build build up these facades and we live behind them we become so dysfunctional and dead inside. I feel like in, in in how we can really like love each other and interact with each other huh. as not just friends. I'm not just talking about spouses, but I'm also talking about like friendships and the body of Christ. Like, yeah. So anyways, I'm just reading this feeling like it's reading my mail and <laughs> talking so, about it is. Okay. So I am within a, this issue of codependency is usually underlying a fear of man. Yes. Fear of what? Fear of consequence. Also fear of opinion. Like mm-hmm. fear of what, what will that person think of me or what will they do right. because of if of this truth if I expose that, hmm. that to them. And so that does that does present itself in in very various ways in our modern culture. And we've gotten here's the thing, it's scary in the church. We've gotten really good at acting like we're speaking truth in love mm. or acting like we're being honest. But we're we're pulling punches. Mm. And uh, and it's not that we need to be punching each other. That may be a bad analogy, but we need to be completely honest, mm-hmm. not half-heartedly honest, or not don't take the bl- don't blunt the edges of the truth. Like let the truth do what truth does, mm. but do it with love. So a lot of times we mistake blunting the edges with uh, doing it with love, right? Yeah, because love, right? I'm being sarcastic right now, but love would never make anyone feel you know bad. Love, mm. love would never make that's anyone have bad love. feelings, right? How could I ever disagree with you? Because that's not loving. The loving aspect, and this is yeah. just an epiphany to me right now, the loving part of it, it's like discipline, right? You don't want to discipline your kids, but like the Lord, it shows that you love them. And any parenting book I've read is like when you discipline your child, it's the afterwards that really is showing the love. This is where you're showing. Yeah, I'm showing love in action. It doesn't yeah. seem like, see, it doesn't seem very loving that I'm calling you out on your behavior or that okay. I'm you know show you're dealing with a consequence yeah what i am doing afterwards though is coming alongside you hugging you loving you saying this is not something you're going to deal with on your own we're going to walk through this together Uh, let's talk about the marriage example because you brought the kids but we'll talk about the marriage version of that Um, i think that could apply to marriage it does a long time ago and i'll make this really fast we talk about this a lot it's in our book see through marriage that whole book's about transparency so this is (laughs) a hot topic it has been around the frederick household for the last year and a half lord is still like selena live in the light and i'm like okay lord i'm trying (laughs) (laughs) and so in the book i explained how there was a point in in the recent years where i was feeling convicted about something that and, and ashamed very ashamed about something that happened uh probably in my early not even teenager yet Mm. and i was just uh, if i just felt like if i just kept avoiding it and pushing it down it would go away i'd stop nagging at me and finally at communion on a sunday morning god said (laughs) you need to be known and you need to share this with your wife yeah and you need to trust me in that and i was like there's no way i'm doing that and so uh anyway i of course the holy spirit prevailed as he often does um <laughs> always does unless we quench the spirit of course anyway we get in the car or actually at communion I, I leaned over and said this is really heavy i need to talk to you about something not here but at some point today i just need you to know that there's something i need to talk to you about and selena was like what <laughs> what is this Anyway, we went and got lunch with the kids, the subway or something like that. They fell asleep in the car by the grace of God, because they don't always do that. <laughs> and we had a moment. And I just said, this is the thing. And, and I danced around it, tried to figure out the words to say it. Finally just came out with it. 
and what was your response? It was uh, threefold. It was thank you, thank you for being honest with me. Mm. Thank you for sharing this deep, shameful thing that you were afraid to share with me. The second response was, I love you, hmm. and I, I even love you more than I did just five minutes ago. And then the third response was, here's some stuff I need to share with you. Mm -hmm. And so what happened was, is that, um, that submission of like, I'm not afraid of what Celine is going to say. I'm more afraid of what God is telling me to do. Hmm. And so I am, instead of trying to hide that thing from her, then I'm going to reveal it to her. And what happens when we trust God and we trust his way and, and we both do that as a, as a couple, man, it's amazing how his truth holds up. Mm. It's amazing how we flourish well, on the other side of it. it creates this deeper inter- interdependency, right? It yeah, creates this, really good. this deeper state of how we are sharing these common set of principles and we're responsible to each other for those. <sighs> I, I just, yeah, that's awesome. So, in contrast, the fear of man is one reason that's kind of the underlying thing of codependency. Another underlying cause is pride, mm. right? It binds us. Pride is such an insidious thing. C.S. Lewis called pride a cancer. Mm. It, it eventually just eats the entire and kills the entire person. Right. Um, but it keeps us from seeing ourselves rightly. Mm. We have a puffed up view of ourself, my righteousness, my ability to process knowledge and to accomplish things and to enact change in my mm. own life. So I don't even look at God. I don't see God the way he is. Mm. I, I don't see myself rightly. I don't see God rightly. I have this distorted view. Now I am now because of that pride, I have to make sure and maintain whatever this facade is. Right. Well, and I, I, I just love how they say this because it's so true. Who's they? We, I don't know if we've referenced this article, but oh, it's from... It's the Got Questions. We did. By the way, incredible article. It and really is. So if you want to read, we're, we're, just, we're kind of going off of a lot of the outline stuff is, is from there. So, yeah. Yeah, gotquestions.org. Type in codependency and it'll come right up. But it's he says that while God loves us, regardless of our sin, he's declared that we are 100% wicked and in need of a savior. We see this in Mark 10, 8. And Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. Boom. Mic drop. Sorry. <laughs> mic Jesus drop. just has all the mic drops. That message offends our pride, right? It tells us our pride would tell us, like you said, we're good. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty good person. Like I make pretty good decisions. I'm not as bad as that person. But that is not an accurate, we, again, right. a distorted view of self does not identify our need for a savior. Mm. And that is what we need to recognize in order to even recognize and see that we are codependent, mm. right? Yeah. Because we're looking to someone else other than God to be our savior, to be our identity, to be all of those fulfillment things that we yeah. were created to depend on and be mm. fully in god like under jesus with him so the antidote to that piece and we're going to get into biblical independency in a few seconds here but the opposite of pride is, is humbleness or humility mm-hmm. and i like the word humility i like the the idea and this this is going to come up <laughs> so glad you like that word i'm well, like Ooh. No, I, let, me, let me get there well, this this grates on me even a little bit and it probably grates on a lot of people but the idea of being humiliated before sure. god it's so obviously the idea of being humiliated is you're getting kind of drugged through the mud and your face rubbed Super, in it yeah but this idea of being like utterly just ruined standing before the holy god and mm. saying anything that you choose to pick up off the ground right now is completely because you chose to pick it up mm. not because i've somehow pulled it together 
So good. And that view. A holy humiliation. <laughs> that orientation. But here's the thing, and this is the gospel truth. It's not just the doom on one side, but it's the promise, promise. on the other. Yeah. And the promise is that what I think it's in joy says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. And mm. what? He will lift you up. He will lift you up. He will lift lift your face and, and wipe your tears and and pull you up and and call you a co heir with Christ mm. and not for your own not because you're awesome right. because he's right. awesome right but it but so it becomes like this it's so uh, it's so great against our flesh that I have to uh, admit before God that I'm that I need Him yes. Once you get there, it's it actually gets easier. Yes. I think. Yes. But the point well, the point being made, yeah. Yeah, codependency. It's a way to keep those blinders on and to ignore our sin, right? It's a way to keep just to live in denial essentially mm. and to keep people where I need them to be. So like we'll say what we need to say, we'll do what we need to do, but I need them to be there all the time in those spots. And I need them to fill those buckets. And people, we are created with holes in our buckets. So the only Mm. one that can truly fulfill our identity, can fulfill all of our needs, and I'm not saying this tritely, we say this with all the grace and humility and mercy extended, Mm. God is the only one that can do that. This this whole idea of interdependency that we're going to now kind of unfold. Did you talk about this last one? Because that one to me is so potent sure, um, everyone needs healthy boundaries to maintain convictions and avoid being manipula- manipulated mm-hmm. but codependent people don't feel like a whole person mm. so they tend to copy others or attach themselves to people to gain a sense of identity yeah okay so we've talked about the so kind i of, kind of glossed over that in my head and now you're reading it and it's bringing new life to all the things okay so if I, you're not if you don't consider yourself a whole person now what would make someone feel like not a whole person okay your childhood maybe your your dad didn't love you like he should have or your mother didn't mother you hobbies like she should really identify yeah i feel like people within hobbies tend to be codependent in some in some ways mm-hmm. because they find their identity and they attach themselves Mm. And they spend all kinds of money or they do whatever they need to do and buy whatever they need to buy to get that sense of identity that I am mm. with this. Aren't I awesome? Because I'm with this. Right. Right. And so they, there's this, Instead of they being... never really fill out their own because they never look to the one who created them. Mm. And gives and, them identity. And gives them identity. Yeah. What's there? Is there a movie? I feel like there's a movie where... Uh, <laughs> I'm sure there is. <laughs> it might be like 10 Things I Hate About You. I can't remember. Okay. Or uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. One of these rom-com movies where <laughs> Old the rom-coms. girl doesn't know what she, her how she likes her eggs. What movie is that? Oh, it's... Um... <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Yes. So you'll think of it. Runaway Bride. Okay. Run, and, and he's like, how do you like your eggs? She's like, I don't know. And and he he keeps asking her, and she can never make up her own mind. She doesn't she doesn't have her own opinion about she, it. The, but she does have an opinion, she, but she, she doesn't. She doesn't know yet because she only likes the eggs the the same way the guys that she's been with have them. Yeah. So yeah, if they want to scramble, she gets scramble. If they want poach, she gets classic poached, like classic codependency. Julia Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> Big mistake. Huge. Oh no. <laughs> I'm referencing the office, I, not Pretty Woman. But. Okay, <laughs> I was like, I don't know that <laughs> reference. So I've never actually seen the movie. But. Okay. Anyway, so let's talk about biblical interdependency. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you have a you have a clear view of what codependency is. I think the uh, the big picture idea of codependency is you have needs as a person. Mm-hmm. You have physiological needs. You have emotional needs. You have spiritual needs. You have holes God in you created. that need that that gaps in, yes. in what you are and who you are that need to be filled. The question is, how are you going about getting those filled? Yes. An unhealthy way. And oftentimes the, the unhealthy way people take 
is through a codependent relationship. Mm -hmm. I'll give you what you need and want. You give me what I need and want. And we'll do this together. Nobody will talk about the elephants in the room. (laughs) And who cares that we have a menagerie unfolding of (laughs) elephants unfolding before us. Who cares? I would love to have an elephant. hmm. Like real life elephant would be awesome. See, I think that's a longing for heaven. I'm just going to throw that out there. What, wanting (laughs) wild animals? Wanting to be with like free with wild animals. That sounds really crazy. You sound like (laughs) your oldest daughter right now. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Anyways, that's silly. But going back to this. Biblical interdependency. Interdependency, which again is the state of being mutually responsible to others. While mm. sharing a common set of principles, so mm. okay. Case- so can we read from First or Genesis two? Okay, <laughs> Genesis two twenty four. He's excited okay. about talking about this. Then the man said, "This at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked, and were not ashamed." Hmm. Man. So the Bible is talk talks a lot about how both spouses are dependent on each other. Yeah, or one flesh, right? In completion. What, for, yes. So how yeah. There's so, a reason that man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and they will become one flesh. That's Genesis two twenty four. Hmm. So Jesus and Paul quote this verse with those three elements that we you heard us talking about, leaving, cleaving, and uniting. Yeah. And marriage counselors, you know, pastors, everybody that wants you to have a biblical marriage will mm. identify these terms in that yeah. order. So what do we mean by leaving, cleaving, and uniting? So leaving is a sense of, uh, I, I was raised by my mom and dad, and they've they've brought me to a place of maturity, and I ideally have a relationship with God, and I'm going to step away from mm. their covering, and now I'm stepping into a new covering with my spouse. Yes. Right, and, and caveat here, being single is a call is a unique calling and it's a special calling and it's not you don't have to be married to be made whole a whole person right. that's not what we're saying but we're saying if god has called you into marriage and you find somebody who who and you find the the woman or the man that he's called you into marriage with then this is the process for that right um so leaving is stepping out from the covering of my parents and uh, out from the covering of their household though doesn't mean you abandon your parents it just means <laughs> that you're no longer depending on them in this way and now you're cleaving to each other right? in this interdependent inter- relationship yes. and yes. you're uniting under the tenets of what it means to be a disciple of Christ. Right, right. right. Okay. So this kind of speaks to roles of husband and wives, and that's a whole nother podcast episode. <sighs> I think episode. we're due for a, a roles episode. <laughs> so this, but the idea is that as each spouse fulfills his or her role, the other benefits, right? So it's not this... I'm reaching out to you to fulfill my mm. needs. It's I am living the way God has purposed me to live and I'm resigning anything else that would say otherwise. Mm. And in doing so, I am also not only fulfilling the role that he's giving me, but you are benefiting from that as well. Yeah. And then I benefit like we all yeah. benefit. We see this. So like go to Ephesians five, right? Wives submit to your own husbands as to the Lord for the husband is the head of the wife. We know that scripture Mm. And First Timothy five eight. But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, are you reading that? Oh, sorry, I clicked away. <laughs> I was trying to get the other verse up. <laughs> his relatives, and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Ugh. Yikes! A little cringy there. Yes, and then we have the Proverbs thirty one woman, right? That is bring up the verse. <laughs> an excellent wife to describe someone who 
a woman who fears the Lord. The heart mm. of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack. She does him good and not harm. Yeah. When we think of words like submission... That is underneath this whole idea of interdependency. Oh. There's this submission and love. And this, and there's the smudgeness. There's the smudgeness. No, no, seriously, this is the problem that our culture has with it, is interdependency. We don't want interdependency. We want independence. We want independency. Yes. We want independency. (laughs) (laughs) Independence. Yeah. Well, you had to go with the same word, same yes. sound. Anyway, that was, uh, we want to be independent. We want to be completely self-contained, self-sustained in that I have all I need in myself. I can actualize myself. I don't need anyone else. Ironically, you become codependent, I think, I, from that. I would argue. I would argue that you would become or you become, codependent. Or you, 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 are, you join into a marriage with another independent person, and it becomes a very cold contractual relationship. And that you're not you're not right, depending on one another in any meaningful way. Right. But you're codependent on each other in other okay. ways. So why is divorce so prevalent? Because we don't think of marriage in these terms. Yes. We think of marriage in terms that are worldly, which are this will work as long as you do your end and I'll do my end. As soon as you stop doing your end, I'm walking, yeah. pal. I'm leaving and I'm taking <laughs> half of the house with me. Okay? Yeah. That's the Sorry. attitude. And we have people I love when your sass comes out. <laughs> we have people in our lives, in our in our very close who have gone through divorce and this is exactly the attitude they've had toward it and are they open to us saying listen if you want like if you want and by that point they just don't want the marriage anymore Mm -hmm. because the marriage is no longer expedient to them it's no longer beneficial it's no the codependence has broken down Mm -hmm. it's time to move on to another version of codependence and Mm -hmm. and filling those gaps Mm -hmm. in a way that that this is not submitted to god right so I know I'm dropping a lot of those big bombs, but it's just, this is the problem we have in our culture is this interdependency. It's a beautiful thing. This is why we have a problem with marriage. We have a problem with, uh, family, with, what that family, like. with roles, with submission and headship. I mean, if any of those things have rubbed you the wrong way as you've listened to this, you've probably not read scripture accurately. <laughs> I've, or, I've, I've, I've misinterpreted yes. it in my own heart. Or so. you've seen, you've, you've held up distorted views of yes. these things yes. as the standard. Instead, we need to look at God's word and say, mm. what is the model he's holding up for us so good not my father not my mother not that marriage across the street not stats online not anything else but what is god saying for how a woman and how a man can flourish in their life together Mm. that my friends is the source of life for us is that beautiful interdependence and it's not something you can do on your own you you can't do it on your own because the the lord's emphasis is in dependency is on service, mm. not on self. Whole oh, man. But what am I, a waiter? <laughs> I don't want to serve, you know what I'm saying? It's like the attitude automatically comes up. It's like, I, serve my, my, I serve myself. That's I the know, thing. and my res- my response is get into scripture. Like, yeah. it is life-changing reading just loads of scripture, understanding God's word, getting books to help supplement, because mm. the only way to know God is to know his word. And I am being just washed over by reading mm. the amount of scripture i'm trying to do this to the word plan um this bible reading well. plan and I'm, I'm trying to keep up and it's a lot of reading but yeah. i will tell you i've honestly i've never read the bible cover to cover and i'm i've read many parts of the bible but you know there's always in between pages and there's probably more actually that i haven't read and i'm really just right soaking up exodus right now yeah. but it's great and i'm seeing god's nature in it and i'm seeing truth it is alive and it is everything that you 
could not even imagine or hope for, and it bears weight on your soul just being in the scriptures. Mm. So that was kind of a tangent, also encouragement and a challenge. Get to know God, get to understand his purpose and design for biblical interdependency mm. and value it. S- submit to its authority. There's yeah. There's no, there's, there's no other way to yeah. flourish. It's guys, it, it's, uh, we harp on this chord a lot, but <laughs> the Bible's not just a bunch of words strung together. Okay. It is God's revelation mm. to us. It's, they are his, his words that, word. that he has placed in our lives in, in this world so that we can know his character, know his will and obey him. And, and, and be, and, and, and that's the special revelation of God's word and namely in Christ so that we can actually be made right with him. Mm. Okay. And, and so we don't work to get our salvation. We have our salvation and that, that bears fruit in the bird. Mm. Anyway, so we harp on that chord a lot. I want to actually share a quick example. God is so gracious. Mm. Um, you had a few hard nights. Um, I think you might've been sick and didn't realize it or something, but you were just so, t- remember how tired you were? Yeah. I was falling asleep at eight o'clock on the couch. Couldn't keep my eyes open. We were, so, uh, we watched the British baking show sometimes as a family. We actually just ran out of episodes. That's how you gain 15 pounds right there. Just yeah. watching that show and snacking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, bread season is upon us. So that will happen. Um, speak for yourself. <laughs> And you had fallen asleep on the, it was so cute. You fell asleep on the couch and then Clementine, our second daughter fell asleep on top of you, but it wasn't like standard sleep. It was like, you both were in these really weird positions. It was super cute. I took a picture and I carried Clementine off to bed and then I carried you off to bed oh, and no, you're you like, didn't have to. and you woke up, you're like, you don't have to. And I was like, Oh, I want to do it. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> no. my back. Yeah. No, actually, you were a lot lighter it's just than... just because you're not as young as you once were. Well, I, so. I was thinking, I haven't been going to the gym. Like, am I going to be able to... And actually, you were very, you were very light. You're very lighter than I carry. thought. You're, he goes, don't take this the wrong way, but you were <laughs> lighter than I thought. <laughs> I wasn't expecting, uh, like... Gotta go. Stay fierce, people. <laughs> just kidding. And and so that was a, a, a the sense of like you were kind of you needed me to step in. So the next morning I actually woke up really early for some. I know you did all the things. Woke and then, up, got all the girls out of bed. Yeah. Uh, took the baby started crying and and she was wanting you, but I, instead I came and got her and helped her. Those and are just mir- miracles. And did blessings the dishes, right made the breakfast. You came out and I was just, I just wanted you to sleep. You just needed to sleep and rest. <laughs> Uh, and then what happened a few days later is I just needed, like I had a bad migraine and you just yeah. let me take a nap like middle of the day and didn't make me feel bad about it. Do I usually make you feel bad about it? No, but you made me, me but you went out of your you way, <laughs> you went out of your way to say like you need this. Yeah. Anyway, that's, to me, it's just a beautiful version of like, or a vision of maybe how mm. this could work out and how it has worked out yeah. recently in our own marriage. Yes. Yeah, serving one another in those needs, those area of needs. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. sorry, that's such a beautiful tangent is that we have needs. And as, and if we have a service orientation or a generous orientation toward our spouse, how the oh, Holy Spirit will lead us it. to step in we, and be the yeah. avenue, the, the, the vessel that he uses to meet a need in our spouse's heart in their life. Yes. I woke up one more, sorry, another example. I woke up and I was just despondent and I said, yeah. and I was getting dressed, I was putting my, my shoes on and I said, and you go, you all right? I was like, no. <laughs> I'm doing awesome. I mean, awful. <laughs> Can you just come pray for me? Mm-hmm. And you stopped what you were doing and you came over and just stood with me and prayed with me for me. And I needed you to do that. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful thing. So anyway, um, I think we're there. I think we're there. So hopefully, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you've uh, this codependency, you know, we hope that it's helped. Uh, help you understand what it is. But not only that, to show you the hope there is in God's view of it. Mm. In that you know, don't feel 
condemned. If you if you're in a codependent relationship, don't feel like that's that's it for you. There's hope. There's, and hope, there's help. There's hope, and there's help in the gospel. Um, and there's help to be had. So we always say this to couples, don't walk this journey alone. Uh, I, I think the best thing you can do is if you feel like I'm facing this, how do I move forward? It feels monumental, it, it yeah. It feels too big for me to dr- yeah. address by myself. We always say get biblical counsel. We say go start with your pastors and your elders. Start with people in your life who have, uh, who care about God's word, who care about your marriage, who are going to advocate for you. And get them to speak in to your marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to go a little bit deeper and, and talk with somebody who's got clinical training, then I do recommend counseling. We've, we recommend counseling a lot. And like we talked about early on in this episode, we're actually we partnered. biblical counseling. Just yes, biblical counseling. And I do think you can use tools that are quote unquote secular that are then, I would consider those a common grace to sure. address with a biblical foundation. Yes. Okay. And so for this series, and this is the thir- third of four parts uh, we're partnering with faithfulcounseling.com and they've actually been generous to us and they've given us a coupon code uh, for 10% off. It's a monthly thing. I think you can do a video session per each uh, one time per month. It's with, super easy to sign up. It's very easy to and sign up. And you go through and kind of answer all the questions. But the cool thing is that you can just schedule it online and show up. And it's just, I don't know, it's been a real blessing, I think, for just the season that we're in and this is selena who is not for gimmicks at all when i brought this to you you were like oh great another thing that it i have was to a do. year people we took a year <laughs> yeah. interacting with faithful counseling so it's not a gimmicky thing no. i feel like it actually gets out the platform gets out of the way yes so you can actually just go about your life and then yeah. have counseling when you need it yeah. cool thing is i think you do the you get a weekly um session with your counselor mm-hmm. they'll give you tools they'll give you downloads and things and exercises to go through but you can also text them throughout the week. Yep. And there's unlimited uh, communication you can have via that. You can text them through the app. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very really easy great. to use. Um, and uh, yeah, so. Tons of licensed professionals. Here's the, here's the big caveat. And yeah. we'll give you the coupon code here. Is they're, they're going to walk you through a, a process of signing up and they're going to ask you all these questions and, and make mm. sure you fill it up from a, fill all of that out from a biblical perspective. Be yeah. very overt about that. And then they're going to pair you with a counselor. Make sure they care about God's word. Yeah. Make sure they call it, they, they consider it authoritative in your life. That was the one question we asked. Yeah. They, they let, allow you to ask questions before you have a session with the counselor. And we ask, what's your view on the Bible? And she said, we, I believe it's God's inherent word and all the things that we would say. And, he, and, and she goes, do you have any more questions? And we go, nope, that's it. <laughs> um, and of, of course, that could th- that could be said, yes, but not yes. actually true. So you got to make sure and discern your way through this. But anyway. And you can switch counselors in between any time, yeah. which is so, kind of cool. To go sign up for faithfulcounseling.com, just go, go to faithfulcounseling.com slash FMP and you'll get 10% off your first month. Uh, we trust that it will be a useful tool for you and we're going through it and we can attest it's been useful for us. Mm. All right, let's pray and okay. we will call it an episode. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for this this design that you've given us to be interdependent with each other. Um, as a married couple, I, I pray for a healthy interdependence uh, for the couples, the, the husbands and the wives listening to this, that they would see your view of it, your model of it, and they would want to um, uh, fall in line with that, to to mm-hmm. fall in into form with how you've designed it, Lord. I also thank, thank you for the giftings you've given uh, to, to us through the church that we can be interdependent with the people of God, that we can need one another in a really healthy way. That's a beautiful thing, and it's the way you've designed it. Mm -hmm. So, Father, I pray that you would bring good counsel into the hearts and minds, into the lives of the couples listening to this, the husbands and wives, wherever they're at. May they be filled with the hope they have in you, Christ, and that 
all the help that you would provide through your word and through your church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. This episode is... In the can. All right, as usual, we will see you in a few days. And until next time... Stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.